Hi guys, how are we? Happy March. I can't believe it's March. March madness, baby. Um, I fucking hate basketball. Like, does it, basketball, like everyone, uh, I just hate it. The gym smells weird. It's so boring. Everyone, every guy who's like, yeah, I'm gonna go like hoop it up, like the YMCA with my boys. I'm like, mm, I don't like you, red flag. Um, my ex-boyfriend did that, can you tell? I'm, I'm triggered by it. So there's just something about basketball that's just so boring. If you play basketball, I hope you're good. I hope you hoop it up. I hope you, you know, swoosh three pointer. That's awesome. This is also um, my 13th episode, which 13 is my lucky number. I was born on November 26, 1990. Um, and when I played soccer, I was like, oh, I have to be number 26. Like, it's also crazy because Troy's lucky number is 26. So it's just, you know, fate, you know? But anyway, 26 was like too high. Like they wouldn't make my jersey that number um, after a certain year. So then I had to cut it in half, was 13. And now all throughout my life, I've had some like weird um, things happen with the number 13. Also, Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. Do I love Taylor Swift? Mm. No. Is some of her music good? Yes. Some of them a bop? 100%. Like um, her old school albums, um, like Tim McGraw, when she's crying with the teardrops on her guitar. Does that rhyme? That kind of shit was great. But now her stuff, mm, it's okay. There are some good songs. The song by Taylor Swift, I Forgot That You Existed, is a phenomenal song. I blast it in my car sometimes. It's very good. Anyway, can't believe it's March. Very excited. I'm feeling very sweaty. Did I already say that? I'm feeling like sweaty and like excited. And I'm just, I'm like, you know, I wake up and my head kind of bobs and I'm like, let's fucking go. I don't know why I'm feeling very, yeah. So life update that you guys asked for that I always forget to do on this podcast because I don't write any notes and I just, you know, fly by the seat of my pants. Clearly, if you're listening to this, um, my mind is a clusterfuck, but I am officially under contract on the house. Very excited. We had like 80 showings, got, you know, over 15 offers, got into a little bit of a bidding war, which was exciting. Um, but it's not official. So not trying to jinx it, but I'm very happy with the offer. I'm very happy with all the like, what's it called? Contingencies, stipulations. I don't fucking know what they're called. Um, but yeah, so closing on this house in three weeks. No, Two weeks. Oh my God, fuck. Two weeks. And then um, closing on the new house like the day after. So let's just say a quick prayer that like everything goes through because I'm using the money that, you know, you make on this house for the next house. So let's just, you know, say a prayer. Wow, that's going to give me crippling anxiety, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, this process, talked about it last time, was a doozy. It was worth it and it was exciting. Um, now I have to sell like these couches that are in my house and I've got to sell, you know, a lot of this furniture. Feeling like having a yard sale in my driveway would be a great idea. I haven't had a yard sale in about 15 years. So um, I think I'm going to do that. But I'm actually up on my third floor and I'm in my, what, you know, my friends have named the snuggle room. And, you know, so sorry if the audio sounds like it's bouncing off all these walls because it's a huge media room. I got like one of these couch beds that's been awesome. Like six people can sleep on it at one time. Um, and this like huge TV. This TV, Troy said, is like 80 inches. He's like, this is the biggest TV I've ever seen. I don't know why the fuck I bought it. Um, used to have surround sound in here. And then my ex-boyfriend set it up and then he took it um, <laughs> when we broke up, which is whatever. Anyway, um... 
What was I saying? So yeah, I have a lot to do. I feel like with the showings and stuff, it was, you know, I was like, okay, I'm still a month and a half out from moving. So I didn't pack everything up, but I'm like half packed and half of my stuff is out. So now I just need to go balls to the walls and like, it doesn't matter what the house looks like. I tried to keep it somewhat like cute. You know, I had a little bit of decor here and there for the showings and stuff, but now I'm like, okay, got to pack it all up. So Um, I've been saying it on my Instagram, but it has been like emotional. Um, This is my first house, bought it myself, lived here by myself, like for what, four and a half years. Um, I don't know. It's like a wild process and like you can't tie emotions to a fucking house, but (laughs) I have been, but I'm very excited for the next chapter. People have been asking, oh, is this house that you built? Is this your forever home? No, it is not my forever home. Um, In order for that to, to be, I need to be on like 50 acres of land where I can adopt 65 dogs, you know, some horses, some cows, I don't know, just like run around naked outside in my yard with no care in the world. That's my forever home. That's what's important to me. Um, so no, this house is a great transition. Um, I'm really excited about it and, you know, hope that, hope that I love it because that would really fucking suck if I didn't. supposed to be in it in September and it's just March, but it's fine. Um, anyway, I actually just took a sip of water and I'm shocked how much I'm sweating. I don't know if it's my hormones because of stupid birth control, but do you guys ever get so sweaty where you can feel the sweat droplets like dripping from your armpit, like down to your hip? Cause that's what's happening right now. And people always ask, Oh, you know, you don't ask. They don't always ask. Some people ask sometimes. Um, how do you not wash your hair so often when you work out all the time? One, have not been working out all the time. And two, my head literally does not sweat. It's the weirdest thing. Like, and that's been my entire life. Like I would play seven hours of a soccer tournament and my, my face is not, it gets like red, but it doesn't sweat. Either does my head, but my armpits, it's like a waterfall. It's like all of my sweat just goes straight to the glands in my armpit. And it's disgusting. So I just wanted to share that really sexy fact with you. Um, no, I have not found a deodorant that act like that stops sweating. And people always say that, oh, you could get Botox. But then I actually had, sorry, this is so fucking random. Um, I had a CEO and he had the same issue. He's like, oh, Gretch, like I sweat all the time too. Like I would sweat through my blazers when I would like go to a meeting. It was a very embarrassing, but obviously I didn't give a shit. And he was like, whatever you do, don't get Botox in your armpits. Cause I guess like some people get Botox in their hands, I guess, because their hands are super clammy. Uh, You can do anything these days. Um, anyway, so he went to this event. Okay. He was telling me the story and you know, people who drastically sweat from the armpits, you got to choose your, your colors correctly, right? Like you can't wear a tight, salmon colored shirt, but he got the Botox and he's like, hell yeah. I went to this event. I was wearing like, you know, the suit pants. And then I had a a professional, one of those professional shirts, what are they called? Button downs. Um, and he's like, yeah, I wore this like salmon colored shirt. And I was like, oh, I've got Botox in my armpits. You're not going to see my pit stains. And he went to like, take a picture with, I don't know, other people. And they, (laughs) they turned the camera around. They're like, oh, this is the photo. Like, look at the photo. And he said that he was like, oh, And he gasped like with his jaw on the floor because his chest was like sopping wet. 
And he said that because he got the Botox in his armpit that then all of the sweat just like went to his glands in his chest. So anyway, I will not be getting Botox in my armpits. I will take a waterfall coming from my armpits over like boob sweat any day of the week. That was a pointless story, but just thought I would put out that PSA. Don't get um, Botox in your armpits. Um, Okay, so today we are going to chat toxic friendships. Um, I put something on my story about that the other day, and then it was like, boom, 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 boom. Um, Just got kind of blown up about, hey, can you talk about this? What's your opinion here? This happened to me. What would you do? And... I love it. I have these conversations a lot with people, um, my friends, people on Instagram, blah, 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 just about toxic friendships in general. So here's what happened. I did something wrong. I said something that was mean. And one of my friends, very close friends, called me out for it. And I actually want to say this too. Had someone write to me and say, hey, in my friend group, instead of saying I'm calling you out for something, they say calling you in, which I loved. Like, hey, I'm not calling you out. I'm not singling you out. I'm not like putting you out here in the universe. I'm calling you in. I want you to come in and I want you to see eye to eye what I'm talking about and and how you hurt my feelings and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I love that term. Just wanted to share that with everyone. So she said to me, and, and this is where you differentiate a toxic friendship from a a mature, loving, both care about each other, mutual respect friendship, okay? She came to me and she said, hey, Gretch, you know that I love you, but this, you said this just the other day and it, or it was actually sooner than that and it, and it really hurt my feelings and here's why. And, and she said, I know that you don't mean to hurt me. I know that this is coming, or you know that this is coming from a place of love. I know that you love me. Um, I love you. I just wanted to share my feelings with you. I responded, holy shit. Thank you so much. That was unknown to me. I am so sorry. I love you so much. And yes, I never meant to, to hurt you. And she said, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, and I triple, quadruple made sure that she knew I was so sorry. And then we move on. Then we start talking about plans for the weekend. You know what I mean? Like that is on both sides, not to say anything about myself, but she said, what you said hurt my feelings. Even if I was like, well, what I said wasn't meant to hurt your feelings. I'm acknowledging the fact that I hurt someone that I love. And that doesn't mean that I meant to, that doesn't mean that, um, that was like the goal of why I said that, but real me realizing that it hurts someone, sorry, I'm still a little stuffed up is in, is an important part of the friendship, right? So I love our, I just wanted to give that example of like, that is how, in my opinion, it's supposed to go. Okay. How it's not supposed to go is, hey, you said this, you're a piece of shit. I know that you meant to hurt me. How could you? Blah, blah, blah. And the other person's like, well, fuck you. Like, I didn't mean to hurt you and you're just too sensitive. That's not it. That's toxic as shit, okay? So that's what happened. And that's what kind of, I put it on my Instagram because my Instagram's my friggin' diary, right? Um, And I said, 
you know, and then I said an example, I put up a question box and said, when's the last time that you've been wrong and how did that go? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, I said this to my husband and he called me out for it. And he said that I've been saying it so much, blah, blah, blah. Like, and it was a great conversation to start. Here's what I want to say about friendship relationships. Does anyone else feel like sometimes they have way more of an effect on you than they do like a relationship with a man? I think that friendships maybe last longer than some relationships with like a boyfriend. Um, they're sometimes more intimate. You share all the ups and downs. I share every single thing with my friends, but maybe in like a new relationship, they don't know every single thing about me, right? So sometimes like a breakup with a friend is more hurtful than one with a man. And I feel like us as women, maybe just generalizing, we allow like disrespect and we stay in toxic friendships for longer than we would with a man. Like I've had so many conversations where they're like, this is what my friend said to me. And I'm like, would you ever accept a man saying that to you? Absolutely not. Like, why are you accepting a friend to treat you that poorly? You know what I mean? So I feel like it's just so it's a little bit more difficult, um, with friendships. And I think too, that like, we, we feel, oh, if like I call off this friendship, well, we've been friends since we were, you know, 15 and it's just so long and that's just who she is. We'll just realize that any sort of relationship that you have and accept and like, um, I guess accept is the word have in your life, you are, you're allowing that right? Like this is your life. You're the most, at the end of the day, you're the most important person in your life. What do you want to accept? Do you want, like, just because you've been friends with someone for 15 years and just because they know everything, blah, 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 doesn't mean that you have to sit there and accept someone who is toxic to you. You know what I mean? Like there is, there's no rules here. There's no, and I think that maybe some of it stems from like self-doubt or insecurity. Like, oh, this is, you know, I only have a couple friends. So, um, you know, I just, I'm afraid that I'm not going to have another friend, blah, blah, blah. Like that is, that's like universe shit. Okay. The universe, it, what is the quote? Um, God hears conversations that you don't hear, like tr universe, God, whatever you believe in trying to like push you into a, into a different direction here. Okay. When people don't treat you nicely, that in my opinion is like the universe shutting that door being like, okay, Gretch, like this person is not for you. If this person's going to treat you like crap, you're going to try, you're going to try to have the conversations, blah, 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 but it's just not working out. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Okay. Cause the universe is, is waiting to, for you to open up and to have the opportunity to give you a new friendship. Right. I feel like we make so many excuses for our friends and how they treat us and, oh, they're in my life and I have to see them at this event, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And if you're not setting boundaries and, and having tough conversations with your friends, then like, what is the point? You're just going to live your life having shitty friends. Like, no, we're not. Sorry guys. I still have so much like phlegm in my head and I have to keep pausing and drinking water and blowing my nose. And I just want to say it's the sexiest thing in the world. Like just wanted to note that blowing your nose 
500 times a day is really sexy. Um, so anyway, going back to the conversation that I was having with my friend, right? Like the point isn't to find people who aren't going to ever hurt you. Like we are humans. We are not machines. Every single person in your life, including you to other people are going to hurt someone. You're going to say something you don't mean. You're going to react negatively. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not talking about like emotional abuse, obviously physical abuse, none of that, like that we do not accept. Right. But everyone is going to fuck up. And how many times that happens depends on how many you know years this relationship lasts. So the point isn't to find perfect people, right? You're not perfect. The other person isn't going to be perfect. The point is to find people and grow with people into relationships that there's so much mutual respect and there's no attacking and it all just comes from love that it's like a, it's like, um, there's so much like lessened anxiety when something goes wrong, right? Like in my opinion, right now in my life, I'm looking for people where it's like, you know, with Troy and I, like if we got in an argument, we'd be like holding hands while we're arguing. Like, yes, we don't agree. Maybe someone said something wrong, but there's so much like mutual love that it's, it's just, you know, the other person is coming from a place of wanting the relationship to work and wanting to get through it rather than it's the feeling that someone just wants to make you feel bad. You know what I mean? I really need to, um, not record podcasts when I feel like this, because this is, um, so choppy. So I apologize. Um, this question I got and I thought was so interesting and I had a really good conversation in my DMS. She said, what about, but what about people who don't call you out on stuff and are aggravated and passive aggressive because they're hurt, but haven't told you. So you have to investigate. Does that make sense? Like I'm currently dealing with that. This is so annoying. So this is what I said back to her. I said, you need to figure out one, do you care about this relationship? If so, it's time to have a heart to heart and get real with these people. The passive aggressive thing, when you know something's wrong, but they won't tell you is so petty and immature. Like, but you need to figure out, do you even care about this relationship? Like, do you want to have that come to Jesus talk? Like, yo, girl, guy, whatever. I know something's wrong and you're just being weird about it. What's up? Like, do you care enough to have that conversation? And two, is this maybe someone you need to move on from? Maybe they're just not your people if you can't have honest, if they can't have honest conversations with you. And she was like, oof, that is true and tough love. Thank you. So you really do need to think about in any situation, in any relationship, like if someone's being passive aggressive or they're not talking to you and you don't know why and it's like this weird aura like is this person maybe just not it like do you really need to deal with that like there it's the flip of the coin right sometimes there are relationships where you just need to put out an olive branch and be like listen i love the shit out of you i want you in my life this and this is how I'm feeling. Can we have a conversation about it? And if that person is like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're fucking crazy, like blah, blah, blah. Then maybe that person is just not for you. Um, and like, and maybe that person is, you never know, like you putting out that olive branch and you saying that maybe the person will be like, you know what? Thank you for saying that. 
this is um, an issue. This is how I've been feeling. That's actually happened in my life, like that exact scenario um, where, you know, someone pressed and, pre- and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Th- thank you for opening up this, this um, conversation. I really didn't know how to tell you that this and this and this have bothered me. Um, but yeah, I have been distancing myself and this is why. And now that relationship is so much better. You know what I mean? I was in the wrong because I was being distant and I was like pushing myself away from someone. Like I'm, I can think of multiple scenarios, but I'm just thinking of one where, you know, pushing myself away from someone and being like, mm, like, I don't like this, this and this, but I don't want to have the conversation. Right. And this person loved I'm so grateful. I feel like they loved me so much that they said, Hey, I want to have this conversation. Um, can we talk about it? And then I came out and I came out, um, you know, came back and said, you know what? I love the shit out of you too. I want to fix this. I'm sorry that I've just like pushed myself away. So anyway, I've been on both sides of that coin. Right. And, um, I'll tell you, that if you are like feeling weird about someone, right? Like they're having, I don't know, you you just feel like maybe you're pushing yourself away from them, them reaching out to you and saying, listen, I know something's going on. Can we have that conversation? It literally makes every like negative thought kind of disappear because you're like, oh, that person cares so much about the relationship. Like, I, yes, I, I want to fix, you know what I mean? So seeing it from both sides of the coin Um, if I were in this person's shoes and they, you know, had a person who is just being kind of flimsy with them, I would definitely first reach out. And I, cause that shows a lot, you know, I'm reaching out. Hey, is there something going on? Do you want to have this conversation? If this person like flips a lid and it's like, you're fucking crazy, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that person is just not for you. And that's fine. Um, maybe they'll come around. Maybe they won't. Doesn't make you a bad person or them a bad person, but maybe they're just not, not, not your peeps. You know what I mean? But if you don't, sometimes I think, you know, you got to step up and and be the bigger person a little bit and just, you know, relationships and life, whatever they're about having these transparent cut, not come to Jesus, but like, listen, I love you. Like, let's, let's work on this. Like what's going on? Like, is there anything I can do? Um, or is there anything that I've done that's hurt your feelings? Like, I would love to know. Here's another thing that we talked about a lot on the Instagram is you cannot bring up something in March that happened in November. Okay. That is not fair. Okay. There were a lot of people who responded to my story and they were like, Oh, my, you know, husband said that he's been distant for a couple months because of this thing that I said in November. Okay. That ain't it. That's not fair. Okay. It, because that person who quote hurt you never has the opportunity to like learn from that. If you, if you bring up something months later, it's like, whoa, like I'm okay. I'm sorry, but I had no idea that that was going on. And I would have immediately been like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm so sorry. Like it's, it's just unfair, right? If, if something happens, bring it up in the moment, bring it up the next day. Hey, you know, when you said this, that really hurt my feelings. Hopefully that other person is like, damn, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. And, and I won't do that again. Um, but if you bring something up so far down the road, it's like how much time was just wasted? How much precious energy was just spent on that husband, for example, thinking for months about something that his wife said months before, like, no, 
just squash it. Have the conversation. It sucks. That's like confrontation. Confrontation is not that fun. And it's awkward. And someone usually feels bad. And the other person feels bad for making the other person feel bad. Like, that's just life. And that's, I feel like, the part of growing up, like, sucks. But those conversations have to be had. And if you love someone, have that conversation. And if you love someone, reach out and ask if there's anything going on. And if there's not, there's not. But the whole like waiting months and months, that's, that ain't it. Guys, is this making any sense or am I just talking in a circle again? Um, if you're still here, hi, I love you so much. Um, okay, so someone said to me also, hey, how do you spot a toxic relationship? She said, I feel like I'm always in toxic relationships so I can never find a good one and I can never notice if I'm in a toxic one or not, um, which totally get. So when I think of a toxic friendship or any sort of relationship that I'm in, right? When you leave that person, when you're done talking to that person, how do you feel? Do you feel drained? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel like shit about yourself? Do you feel like you just spent the whole entire day talking shit about other people? Like, how do you feel? Because your gut and your soul, like know if that person is a good person or not and know if they're a good person for you or not. Right? Like, do you, so do you always feel like shit? Do you feel like you can't be yourself? Do you feel like you're constantly judged and nitpicked? My friends and I, we shit on each other, dog on each other all day long. It keeps everyone humble. Like that's important, right? You're supposed to be able to like banter back and forth and make fun of each other and be like, what the fuck are you doing? But they shouldn't be making you feel like fucking terrible, right? There, there's a difference. And that's like a little bit of abuse. Um, do, are they always trying to like stir up drama? Do they always make everything about them? Are they ever asking you how you're doing? How do you feel? Um, do you feel like there's constantly a battle Right. So when you're talking, you know, when you're reaching out to people and, you know, or someone and you're saying, hey, I feel like something's wrong. And they're like, no, there's not. Blah, blah, blah. Is that a constant thing? Now, maybe that's just your crippling anxiety. Like I have anxiety and I ask my friends sometimes, yo, are you mad at me? And they're like, no, shut the fuck up. And I'm like, cool, great. Um, and that's like a personal thing that has honestly nothing to do with them. It's just my anxiety. Um, but do you always feel like, Maybe they're make unsubconsciously, is that the word? They're making you feel like you're doing something wrong or you're not good enough. Like there's a difference there, right? And it's a, it's a fine line. Another big thing. Do you feel like they support you? Do you feel like they would mention your name in a room full of opportunities? Do you feel like they talk so highly about you behind your back, okay? Let me just tell you a little tip that I've learned. If someone is constantly talking shit about other people all the time, they're probably talking shit about you. And that sucks. And that's shitty. And everyone gossips, right? Everyone talks shit here and there. That's normal. But is it a constant thing? Do you feel like that person is like constantly putting down other people whenever they get the opportunity. Like if they see someone, are they making fun of that person to you? Because they're probably making fun of you to someone else. And that sucks. That's not like a way to live, right? So finding 
out if you're in a toxic friendship is really is is evaluating how you feel around that person. Does that person make you a better person? Uh, you know the the quote, you are the five, you, you're the sum of the five people that you hang around with. Do you want to be like that person? And I'm not saying like, do you idolize that person, but do they have characteristics that like you would hope your children would like mimic? If not, not sure that that person is worth your time, you know, and maybe they're not a bad person and that's fine, but you're better than that. You need people in your life that make you level up. You need people that constantly challenge you to be a better person. I love a challenging person too. Like, are they saying, yo, you said this and it comes across like this. I know that's not your character, but I just want, you know, people who keep you humble like that are the best. So anyway, you need to maybe, and I'm talking to you as in like, you know, a random person or people who ask if they think they're in toxic relationships and they can't figure it out. How do you feel? Okay, because there are what, 7 billion, 100 million people in this world. If you need to cut off one person, it's not the end of the world. Okay, maybe, you know, you're in a new town. I got this a lot too. Like, I feel like I'm in this group of girls and I'm in a new town and they're just not my kind of people, but I don't know who else to hang out with. Let me tell you, I moved to Atlanta. I got promoted, I lived in Charlotte. Okay, I got promoted to open an office for my company in this market. Okay. So when I came down here, all the only people that I knew were my team. Okay. I was a sales manager. It's not necessarily the best thing as a sales manager to be like going out on the weekends with your employees. Right. So I tried to branch out and find some friends. I found this, you know, a couple group of girls. And one of these groups of girls was just not it. Like, uh, they just, we weren't aligned on a lot of things and I won't go into details. They just weren't my type of people, what they said, what they were looking for. Um, anyway, so, uh, but I did feel, I was like, shit, well, I don't have anyone else to fucking hang out with. You know who I hung out with? My dog. You know what I did? I went to the gym and I was like, Hey, do you want to go get coffee? No. Cool. Hey, do you want to go get lunch? Yeah. Sweet. Those people are now my friends. Like it's, I had to and I'm not saying that I did everything perfectly, obviously, but I had to, you know, find some self-worth here and find some confidence in myself, I guess is the word, to not, I would rather hang out. Like, I can't tell you how many weekends in Atlanta I spent by myself, like with my dog, with Moose. And then I got Henry, but that's a different story. You know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. I would walk to the farmer's market. I would go to the gym. I would talk to people there. Hey, you want to go get brunch? No, I'm busy with my boy. Cool. Like I was single, you know? And that's fine. So anyway, I'm kind of just synopsizing if that's not a word, but I think that it's so important to find so much like, like I just didn't want to turn into those people. I didn't want to be like them. And that doesn't make, I'm not trying to say like, I'm, I was thinking highly of myself. I just said, you know what? Like these people are great and, and this is what they want to do in life. And this is what they talk about. And, and that's great. Those just aren't my people and doesn't make, them bad people. Um, it's just not necessarily what I wanted. So anyway, I think that it's more important to, you know, uh, how do I say this correctly? I don't fucking know. My brain's not working. Wow. Aren't you guys so glad that you're listening to this super valuable podcast? I hope this is adding some sort of value. If it's not, just turn it off. Um, another thing too, that I got, um, I had a lot of conversations about was accountability. 
right? A lot of, you know, people are reaching out, hey, you know, when you said this, this hurt my feelings or when you did, didn't do this or did do this and they don't take accountability for it. Like that is over and over again, that's toxic. Okay. So, um, what is the quote? Like if you feel offended, that's actually a personal problem, right? So if you see something on the internet that some stranger said and you feel offended, that, that person didn't offend you. You feel offended. Okay. That, that's a different sort of topic. But if you say to a friend, someone who, you know, quote, loves you and you love them, and it's supposed to be like this mutual respect, love sort of relationship. And you say, Hey, when you said this, that hurt my feelings. If the other person is like, no, like you're crazy. Why? Blah, 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 blah. And, and isn't like, Hey, like I definitely didn't mean that. And that's not what my intentions were, but I love you so much that I am very sorry that this hurt your feeling. If they don't say that, then that's kind of toxic. Um, and maybe they need to grow up or whatever it is. But when someone doesn't take accountability for hurting you, that's toxic. And let me kind of wrap up this thought too. If someone is like emotionally abusive to you, AKA a friend, a friend is putting you down and like being cruel to you and making you and gaslighting you and making you feel like shit and is like manipulating and maybe getting like other people to make you feel bad. There is zero need for a conversation. That is an instant delete, block, zero closure needed sort of thing. Nobody deserves that. Again, 7 billion, trillion, million, hundred people in the world, that one person does not need to be in your life, okay? So I wanna make sure that that is very clear. Do I think in my life, if there were arguments with my friends, I love them so much. I respect them so much. I, I know at their core, they are amazing, incredible people. So if they said something that hurt me, I would reach out right away. Hey, when you said this, this really hurt my feelings. I know you probably didn't mean it, but I just wanted to let you know. They, I'm 99% sure, would respond, dude, I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. Um, I love you so much. Thank you for bringing that to my attention though. Like I really appreciate that. That's how that would go down. If someone, okay, but what I would be heard about with my friends is not like literally abusive. That shit is not okay in any sense of the word. So there is no need to be reaching out to them. Hey, you know, when you slept with my boyfriend, that really hurt my feelings. And, you know, I, I just wanted to know if we could talk about it. No, no. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I just wanted to make that really clear. I just got a little extra sweaty thinking that that wasn't clear. Okay. So if you guys didn't know, I have, um, a couple email addresses actually, but, um, this email address is GB Clark and then dbad, D-B-A-D, do, do, don't be a dick at gmail.com. Um, you can use that to, uh, send in questions, looking for advice, a funny story, please no dick pics, anything like that. Um, but anyway, I've gotten a lot, a lot over the last couple of weeks, um, or since I've started the podcast a couple months ago about toxic friendships and people looking for advice. Hey, this is the situation. Um, I'm going to read this one. I kind of skimmed through it. And then I saw, it says, please don't share this dirty laundry part. And I'm like, 
All right. You guys need to make sure, know that when I read these emails, I usually don't read them beforehand. So make sure don't like, or bold it out or something so that I don't accidentally read it. Um, this one is long and I'm going to read the first part and then I'll kind of like summarize these paragraphs because you guys can get the point. Uh, hi, G. Okay. This is, I'm going to try not to ramble, but this, I need some advice. So there is this person, she's been my best friend since high school, which is a super long time, like so close that her mom is like a third mom to me. We have stayed besties and have seen each other through so much, like boyfriends, breakups, cheating situations on her end, which happened twice, blah, blah, blah. Not going to read the details here because she told me not to. Anyway, we were there for each other through high school, college, past college, and and we're both in each and we were both in each other's weddings. Yay. We're both married. There's been multiple instances where she's told me that she's always viewed our lives as a competition. (laughs) For instance, we were both big football fans and she would always be at my fam's tailgate. She was always my person. And we were talking about how we wanted to be married one day. And she legit said, I better get married before you. And I was like, excuse me, is that how you view our friendship? Not everything is a competition. And her response was, yes, it is. I was floored. Obviously, we brushed that convo off and went about our own business. I moved to, I'm not going to say the city in case it gives you away. Obviously, we drifted apart some because we're both living, we aren't both living in the same town anymore. Here's where things got interesting. Excuse me, I just burped. After all that, uh, we both had spring break at the same time and went on a spring break trip together. This was a terrible idea. This is the first trip we were never allowed to speak. Ooh, this is the trip we are never allowed to speak of again. Hope that's okay. I'm saying this on my podcast. We had the best time, but still, again, she wanted to hide some of the things she did from her now husband, boyfriend only at the time. Okay. Fast forward a couple years, which would be just a few years ago. I got engaged before her. She did not like that. Invited her to my bachelorette trip. Um... Blah, blah, blah. Guess the whole time she just talked about her wedding. There was an incident at a tailgate for a football game. She made my dad so upset. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. Long story short, she had to apologize for him for her actions and her behavior. Blah, blah, blah. She's talking about um, at her wedding, uh, she asked someone else to be her maid of honor. She did not like that. Her mom, like her friend's mom, was way more helpful Then this girl was blah, blah, blah. And then this girl ends up getting engaged a year after I do. It was the same month and weekend that I got engaged. Um, And three months before my wedding day, blah, 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 drama, drama. She's talking all about herself. This girl says, I told my husband that after her wedding was over, I was done. She put more stress in my life than I ever imagined. She has shown her true colors all these years. She's such negative and toxic energy that I allowed into my life. We... Literally haven't spoken in almost two years. Wow. Okay. Um, Blah, blah, blah. Now one of her other friends is getting married. They're going to be in the same wedding party. Uh, Fast forward to today why I'm asking for advice. I do daily devotions every morning, write out affirmations, daily gratitude lists. Um, My devotion today was about forgiveness. The first person I thought of is her. Honestly, I miss her. I love her so much. I just want to give her a big hug and tell her that, but I am still not ready to have her back in my life. It took so long to get to this point. We haven't stopped involving, or we have stopped involving her in our lives. It's been such a good, we've been in such a good place. I'm assuming you mean like you and your husband. 
Um, now I feel like I do need to forgive and I will forgive her. I just feel like I can't. Does that make sense? Is it too soon? Blah, blah, blah. Um, thank you for reading this. I have so much history with her. I just need some advice. Here's my thought. Sorry, that was uh, long and I was trying to just summarize some parts. So it is okay to just miss someone, okay? It is okay if someone was just a part of your life, they were in the chapter of your life. This girl seems toxic as fuck. Um, I'm sorry, but anyone who like continuously cheats, ain't it. Like, I would never be friends with someone who cheated on their significant other multiple times, ever, honestly, but like multiple times, multiple times, that's a character trait, it's a character flaw. If, you know, no, they're not cheating on you, but that's just showing their true colors. I don't want to be around someone who's who's Gucci with that. That's fucking, you don't want that. Do you want to be like that person? Do you want to be like this girl? Does she make you a better person? It seems like she just causes stress and anxiety in your life. So in my opinion, I've kind of been in situations like this, but I'll just, you know, for this exact situation, I would just miss her. Do you want to, like, I don't know why. I mean, I get why you would want her back in your life, right? Like, you've been friends for so long. Her mom is like your mom. I get that. But I want you to, like, sit down and see what value does she actually add to your life. Does she make it better? Because it kind of seems like she makes it worse. I wouldn't want someone around my husband either. Not that, Not that it's like a jealousy thing, but I don't, I wouldn't want that kind of person in my life. I always say about my friends, I, my best friends could lay in between, like one of them could lay in between Troy and I, and I have zero hesitations. I would have any of my best friends go on a cross country road trip with my husband, boyfriend, whatever. And I would have zero anxiety about it. They could go stay in the same hotel room and I would have zero anxiety. That's the kind of friends that you need. You like, I would never want someone like this in my life. And I don't think that you need it. I think that you're just reminiscing. There's so much history. Yeah, but mm, she ain't it. And I think that you're a great person, a phenomenal person for wanting to forgive. You can forgive without a conversation. You can forgive without closure. You can forgive without a response. Just forgive, love her from afar, wish her well from afar, but there's just, I, I just don't see the, the value or the positive of bringing that kind of energy back into your life. Okay, I'm just gonna summarize one more um, email that I got because it kind of sums up a lot of others. I've been dealing with for almost a year now being friends with people who are toxic, but great at the same time. There are people, one person, who is in the group that is so deliberately rude, mean, cold, catty towards me when I've done nothing wrong. Um, blah, 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 blah. These friends have always had my back, but I also feel like some of them are toxic. It's so hard to explain. I feel as if I can't leave these friends because it's not only all I have, but I still love them. So all in all, how do you handle mean girls when you're 31 and you shut down and just cannot handle the drama? How do you start finding new friends at this age? I've just been killing the one girl who is so cold to me with kindness. 
almost read that wrong, just for her to take deliberate jabs at me to be cold and mean whenever we're in group settings. I'm one who likes to be kind to everyone and it's turning me into someone I don't like when I'm around her. Let me read that again. It's turning me into someone I don't like when I'm around her. I have to see her in group settings and nothing I can do about it except try and not facilitate with her. Then she posts a picture of the group setting we were at and posts the only picture of the group where my hair is completely covering my face. It's just mean. It shouldn't get to me, but it does. I don't want to confront and start a fight because that would mean I'm giving into her bullshit. But being around the rest of this group also just sometimes makes me be someone I don't want to be. I'm a fierce friend. I feel and know I bring a lot to the table. It just sucks. Looking for an outsider opinion. Gal, you know what to do. If this was a man, this is like, this is textbook toxic friendships that you don't need to be in. Just like if you were to say, hey, my boyfriend hides his phone from me and uh, doesn't ever compliment me. That is a red flag that is night and day or black and white that you don't need to be with that person. You said twice in this email, I'm turning into someone I don't like when I'm around them. Then you need to get out. 31 years old is not old. Okay. There are so many people in this world, so many people who'd kill to be your friend. And let's be honest, so many people who would love a fierce friend, so so many people who would love someone who just wants to be kind and have a good time. Like that is what people are fucking looking for. Go find those people. But if you're sitting here at a table with a bunch of mean ass bitches, those people aren't going to come up to you. It's just like, if you're, you know, wanting to date someone, but you're sitting at a table with your head down and you know what I mean? Like, anyway, that's a different topic. There are people in this world who are looking to be friends with you. If you are just stuck with these hoes, they're never going to find you. You know what I mean? And I, I fucking, I know these kind of people that you're talking about. And let's say that in the group, there's one person who you really like and you feel like they're very similar to you. Why have you ever asked them, hey, you want to go grab lunch with me? You don't have to do it in the group setting. Um, maybe you're not that close with that person, but you feel like they're a good person. Go out to lunch with them and try to build a relationship. You don't need to talk a closer relationship. You don't need to talk shit about the other person and the other people who are shit, but maybe just try to have a one-off conversation or maybe just say fuck it to the whole group and, and go find some other friends. There are plenty of places that you can do that. Gyms, Facebook groups reach out to someone on Instagram who seems normal and, and lives in your city. Um, you know, there, there's just, there's so, you know, there's, there's church, there's, there's, um, like meetups and stuff. Uh, there's so there's, I just feel like there's so many ways to meet people, especially online these days. Like look into like, uh, what is that fucking thing? Bumble BFF. Does that still exist? Like that's the shit. Go, go do that. I think that's actually very cool. Um, anyway, again, back to what I said earlier, I would rather just hang out with my dog than go and be in a setting where this girl's just being a hoe, like a hoe, you know, a friend hoe. We don't need that. You don't like, uh, -uh let's just, life's too short. What is the fucking point if you're living around these people? And you said it twice. You don't want to be, uh, the person they're they're making you into someone you don't want to be. So straight, uh, uh, black and white to me. Okay, I have drank so much water during this episode that I'm going to pee on this couch, which I don't really want to do. So I'm going to go. 
Um, I hope that I somehow landed the plane in this episode. Hope that it added at least an ounce of value. Um, I don't think that I say this. Um, I actually heard this from Lauren Bostick on the Skinny Confidential, one of my favorite podcasts. She always says, take what you love, leave what you don't. And I think that's so important when you're listening to anything, you're consuming any sort of content, take what you love, leave what you don't. Not everything is going to apply to you. You're not going to agree, obviously, with everything that I say um, or anything that anyone says. Take what you love, leave what you don't. There's golden nuggets everywhere. I hope that I gave you maybe at least half of one. Haven't asked for five stars in a minute. I think that, you know, five stars, baby, like right there on the app um, or three, you know, whatever you think I deserve, that's fine. If you are finding me on uh, like the podcast app and you have no idea who I am, hello. Um, I have an Instagram, it's GB Clark. I also have a backup account because I get uh, disabled all the time. It's GB Clark underscore. Um, I have a Facebook group. We just hit 4,000 women, which is so fucking cool. Um, if you want to email me, it's gbclarkdbad, don't be a dick at gmail.com. Um, if you want to text me, my number, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I'm going to start giving out my phone number. It's so much easier to text than email. Like who emails these days? What is this? 1990? Anyway, um, or DM me or don't. Um, I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you. And I hope that everyone has a beautiful first week of March. It's hot as fuck in Atlanta. So I'm going to put on some deodorant. Love y'all.